0: I'm Spencer Scott Holmes, with special guest today...
1: Oh, Brazel the Gamer.
0: And we weren't able to have Ryan today, his dad's actually in the hospital, so he wasn't able to make it, and I was like, no, 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 yeah, you go do that, you go do that thing, and you know, he's always been kind of a topic on our podcast anyways, we always have kind of just different jokes about Ryan's dad, I mean, even the Old Man Oins logo is pretty much a picture of him, so... So we hope everything goes well there, and, yeah, we'll hopefully see Ryan next
1: time then. Uh, Hope his dad gets better.
0: Yeah. But Brazel here, I've talked to him on Twitter for, I don't know, it seems like a couple of years. After a while, you're just not too sure. You just see people back and forth, and it's almost like you know somebody, but you really don't. It's just like on the Internet, but you feel like, oh, there's people I know.
1: God, I think we i think you were one of the first people that followed me when I first started doing this stuff back in like 2014. Yeah, that's like—it's it, been a long time.
0: It's—it's it's really been there like the whole time. So it's just like a face yeah. that I see, and it, well, I see like your cartoon face, and that's how like sometimes yeah. I start picturing somebody as.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you know, yep. You just have all your cool YouTube videos of doing all kinds of classic collections and going back and playing different games over and seeing how you liked them, and I think all that stuff's really neat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of fun to do. i I mean, obviously I'm not, not doing it to the, for the fame or anything. Otherwise I would be vastly uh, disappointed, but, <laughs> but it is a lot of, it is a lot of fun. And, you know, I get to meet a lot of cool people and talk to a lot of people about video games, which is really my goal to begin with. It's just to talk to people about video games.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think just just anything old, video games, talking about it. Like, I've always come to the conclusion, like, because nowadays I don't get time to play as many games, but I still love just being able to talk to it or talk to mm-hmm. people about video games. I love, you know, I like the history part of it. I'm always, like, I like the collections. I like seeing the different variations of versions, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm always interested, like, to see when people have cool versions, especially when you get people with PAL versions and Japanese ones and games, and they're just different collections and so on. Yeah. So you're playing Mega Man 8 as right before I gave um, you a
1: call? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually didn't end up playing. I was I was considering playing it tonight. Um, I've been kind of hacking away at it just a little bit. It's my least favorite in the classic series, but uh, I did get the Mega Man Legacy Collection uh, 2 mm-hmm. uh, just uh, like maybe two weeks ago, and I've just been... Slowly, when I have time, I'll just play through one of the Mega Man games on there so I can finish them all, so I can say I finished the collection. Um, but yeah, I am I am unenthusiastically playing Mega Man Eight. So <laughs> I kid <laughs> you not, I'm, I love Mega you know. Man Eight. It's one of my I, favorite I, you ones. Know, it seems like it's it's like that. Um, it it seems like you either love it or you really don't like it, and. There's there's not a whole lot of in between. I mean, I tolerate it, mm-hmm. and I love Mega Man as a series enough that I've kinda, I kind of I kind of feel like I have to play it sometimes. Um, and I mean, it's it's a solid game. Don't get me wrong. It's not it's not that it's a bad game. It's just you know whenever you're looking at the bar that was set by all the other Mega Man classic games, it just doesn't reach that bar. At least in my opinion.
0: Well, it is definitely now. Here's the thing. Do you like Mega Man X four at all or? Um...
1: I do like Mega Man X4. and I'm actually working on a video on Mega Man X4 right now. I'm actually almost done. No, I finished the script. Oh, I'm probably going to film this week. I was going to film Sunday, but then I adopted a bunch of dogs because I'm crazy. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to come at it from the angle, uh, the video from the angle that uh, Mega Man 8 and Mega Man X4 were released at right around the same time. But Mega Man X4 just seemed like like so much more of a solid effort by the de- the developers than Mega Man 8 did. Obviously, you know, this is a lot of opinion and I just, you know, that's what reviews are. It's just opinion, mm-hmm. you know, your experience with the game. So, and, um, and I actually have a collaborator and I don't know if I want to announce who it is because, um, he's working on his own video and he's working on a Mega Man 8 video and I don't know if he wants that out yet. So, but, um, he'll be kind of retorting my video, uh, uh-huh. um, because he really likes Mega Man 8. So he's going to do a Mega Man 8 video where he really likes it. And then, like, at the end of his video, I'll come in and I'll say, oh, that game, that game's no good. You should play Mega Man X4. Check out my video. And then, like, vice versa, at the end of my video, he's going to come in and be like, why do you always going to be hating on Mega Man 8? Come check out, see why it's the best, or whatever. So it, it'll be fun. So we're we're kind of coinciding our releases of our videos that way. And, uh, and yeah, once those come out, you know, everybody will see them if they're following either of us on or on uh, Twitter
0: that would be awesome does he, does he hate like Mega Man X4 does he go in there like oh no,
1: <laughs> I don't think so I don't think he does um, I'm, I'm not really sure what direction he's taking with the main video but I know he really likes Mega Man 8 so I would I would guess that it's going to be a generally positive review so um, but I don't know if he's going to bring up X4 at all other than maybe a you know hey they were released around the same time or something but I don't know
0: I think I've ever met anybody who, unless they just didn't like Mega Man to begin with, to not like X Four. X Four seems yeah. like a pretty solid game. Like, if you're going to show somebody Mega Man for the first time, it's a good starting place. Even.
1: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Especially for uh, especially for the X series, just in general. I mean, I don't think that that's where I'd start somebody for the classic Mega Man series, but for the X series, especially somebody who's a little uh less. Than excited about playing retro games. I think X Four is a great starting point because the graphics hold up so well today. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, hell, even Mega Man Eight. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I I bash on it a lot, but you know, I've been playing it on the Legacy Collection. I got to admit, Mega Man Eight is a great looking game. It's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the artwork, the artwork is great. The animation is is. Is really really good, so I mean, it's got its merits, obviously. But yeah, those PlayStation games, they graphically they hold up really well. And Mega Man X Four is definitely, I think, the epitome of the uh, classic X formula. That's for sure. Well,
0: because they start to get almost kind of ridiculous at the far they go, like X Five Six, they just yeah. get harder. And ho- I remember it was like when X Six came out or something like that. I put that one in, and it was like I couldn't even get past the first level, like right in the beginning of playing. It's like, dude, are you kidding me? This first level is just ridiculously hard.
1: I. I hadn't even tried Mega Man X6, and I'm not even joking. As big of a Mega Man fan <laughs> as I am, um, I haven't even—I tr- didn't even try Mega Man X6 until maybe about two years ago. Oh yeah. And I had—I had had the X Collection since, like, the the X Collection for PlayStation Two since it came out, and I just never tried Mega Man X6 because I didn't really like Mega Man X5. Um, I've come around on X5 a little bit. I mean, it's not a good—it's ge- not a good game. Really, it's all right. It's 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 interesting. I I kind of feel about X five the same way I feel about Mega Man eight. But X six is a fucking dumpster fire, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't stand that game. It's so bad.
0: Well, sometimes on Mega Man two I almost feel like because there's so many of them. A lot of times you get released in a row. It's like you almost got to kind of pick like X four. Like that's a great place yeah. right there. Yep. I, Mega Man X the original. That's probably my all time favorite Mega Man.
1: Yep. Game. Yep. That's a that's a. It's a, that's pretty far up there for me too, yeah.
0: And I think it almost has my favorite soundtrack. I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, I love every song in that game so much.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. I would say it's close. Soundtrack-wise, it's pretty close. I'm I, I, I I'm one of the very few people that would almost say that I like the soundtrack to uh, uh, X2 better than X1. And that's just because X2 is just a little more eclectic, I think. And I think it, it kind of caters to my... Uh, I guess my, my musical preference is just a little bit better than the straight metal. I love metal. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of metal, but, I mean, I like a lot of different instruments and a lot of different things. And I think uh, X2 does some interesting things in certain levels with, like, kind of some more jazzy elements. I mean, you listen to, like, Crystal Snail's track. It uses, like, kind of like a tubular bell type uh, type thing to it and uses a lot of – I guess the, the game itself is really brassy, uh, there's a lot of brass uh, synthesized instruments. I think it's really neat. So um, X, not, not getting it. X, is a X's soundtrack. Well, X1 soundtrack is phenomenal, but you know, I just like think to I gravitate towards X2 soundtrack a little bit more personally.
0: You know, I can see that too because that one's also really good as well. Same with X3. I like, I like all three of them. I think Mega Man X. It's more of like if anything, it's just being like a kid and playing that game over and over and over. That that's yeah, definitely yep. adding a lot to it. Because I didn't really get around to X2 and yeah. 3 until a little bit later. but
1: yeah, yeah. The- yeah, actually, I did a whole article on... Oh, yeah, you can go ahead. That's oh, no, fine. no, no,
0: no you, you continue on. I was just going to say oh, something else, Mega Man. all
1: right. Um, on Mega Man X3, I actually did a whole article on why the soundtrack sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a whole article for Retroware TV's uh, website about why megaman x3's article or music isn't good so um i kind of come around on that game i didn't really like x3 that much as a game either but i've come around on it recently i like the game now mm-hmm. but i still hate the soundtrack <laughs> it's it's not a good soundtrack if you ask me it 's just way too uh it 's just like chuggy it 's like chuggy metal it's just jo- 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 and then that's like that's it yeah it is. there's not a whole lot, nothing really memorable about that soundtrack so
0: the only thing when I think of x three I think like the big ones is like did you ever play it on Sega Saturn and or I think on no. playstation?
1: Yeah. Like they I play, have I've played the PlayStation version. I have not played the Saturn version. Because I
0: I think that they're both they have like kind of like the enhancement where they got a the little bit of the cutscenes and everything like that. Kind of mm-hmm. blew me away when mm-hmm. I first thought it was like, oh whoa. They got cutscenes. It was almost like the Sega yep. C D version of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was actually X3 did that. Um bunch of other uh bunch of other like other Super Nintendo games did that too. I know Square did it with uh Final Fantasy Four. Like they had a fi- version of a PlayStation version of final fantasy four. Well, before we saw the uh, Chronicles version of it here in the States, like, I think I want to say it was like super early in the PlayStation's life cycle too. Like they got a port of final fantasy four for PlayStation. Oh, just right I don't know the if bat. they had. A, yeah. Huh. I, I, I can't verify like exactly when it came out, but I know it was pretty early. Like, uh, I think that we knew that they have it, like, well before Chronicles came out. The one, You know, the, the yeah. compilation with uh, Chrono Trigger.
0: Which, it's one of those ones, like, that collection should be amazing. It's like Final Fantasy mm-hmm. IV and Chrono Trigger, two of my favorite games. But you, it's just almost impossible to play those oh, yeah. games on PlayStation. Oh, because. yeah. The load times, it's just one of those ones, like, when Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine combined have faster load times than, like, both Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy 4 that should not have load times at all. I never could figure that out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> it's got to be some kind of optimization with the SNES and the fact that I think they're just, like, literally emulating the SNES on a disc. That's, it's got to be something like that. Yeah. I don't even know. I think I, there was... Go
0: ahead. I was to say it's it, to me. I feel like it's so bad it's to the point like, why would you even release that? Like that's how I kind of feel. It's like one of those ones. Like I give mm. anybody who's beat Chrono Trigger on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I have to give them like tons of credit for sitting through those.
1: You know. Like, oh, I've done it. Yeah. Have you really done it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, my I God. wanted to see the, That was actually the. Um, that was actually the first version of Chrono Trigger that I beat was the PlayStation one. Oh my Cause I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have it on super Nintendo. I, I had friends that owned it, but you know, when it was out for super Nintendo, I didn't have a means to buy it myself <laughs> by the time I could buy, you know, games myself. And you know, I'd asked for Chrono Trigger, but nobody ever bought it for me. Yeah. Uh, by the time I was able to buy stuff myself, I was like, oh, I don't want to buy a Super Nintendo game. I'm going to get it for the PlayStation. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a logical choice at first. Like, it seems like it yeah. should be better, but I just remember getting it on PlayStation when Chronicles came out, and I played it, and I probably only put like one hour into it. And then I was like, you know, if I'm going to play this again, I might as well just go back to my Super Nintendo yeah. copy. You yeah. know, the nice thing yeah. is they made that DS version, which pretty much gives you all the videos oh, of uh, Super yes. Nintendo with none of the bad or the PlayStation, but without any of the bad load times.
1: Oh yeah, and on top of that, I mean I love the UI on the DS version is so clean. I love the fact that you can have all the menus on the bottom screen. So like the whole battle sequences are all just on one screen on the top screen. I think that's really, really cool. Oh, it's the coolest. Um, I love I love that DS version so much. I wish I could uh I wish I could record it somehow. But uh, I don't have any DS recording software, so that's not going to happen.
0: I know. I don't know where you would get one, because you know, obviously, somebody has one when they do it, like for big game companies. Like,
1: oh yeah, you'll, you'll see. You can it. actually, you can actually pay like sixty to hundred bucks or something to get your DS modded to allow it to do that. But yeah, I'm not, well, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not putting that kind of money out there. So
0: yeah, you got you to have a handful of games if that's the case.
1: Yeah, or like you've got, yeah, you've got to be like a big like really big into the DS or the 3DS because I can do it with the 3DS as well to like really consider doing that. And I don't play a lot of handheld stuff normally, so.
0: No, it's like every once in a while I do because there's just certain versions that come out on there. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, with the DS, though, I do love the double screen though. Like, especially one of the other big games that made me go, oh my gosh, I think every system should have double screens was when I played Castlevania and they had the map was just constantly up. I was like, oh yeah! It's like, dude, that saves so much time instead of having to press select, you know, a thousand yep. plus times during the game to look at the map. Yep,
1: yep. I, I do remember that actually. That was the first uh, Symphony of the Night style uh, Castlevania game I played on a handheld. I didn't play any of the advanced versions mm-hmm. for more than for more than a couple minutes, um, but I played through all of. What Was it uh, Aria? Oh yeah, Donna Saro, Donosaurus is the one for the DS. Yeah,
0: and Aria cuz yeah. Donosaurus yeah. DS, they always did that cover yes. thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, Donosaurus Don was the first one I had to play. I played that before I played any of the other any of the Game Boy Advance ones and I just remember loving that uh-huh. cuz I, you know, I'd played Symphony of the Night obviously. And yeah, you have to press a button to bring up a map, but it was so nice just having the map right there that you could just like glance at the whole time. Yeah, that was really cool.
0: See, this is the one thing that bothers me about the Switch is that on the Wii U, since you had the two screens, a lot of those games had that same feature so you could just look down and be like, "Okay, cool, here's the map." Playing the game, look back down again. And I thought really on the Switch that like when you had it hooked up to the TV, you're going to be able to do that once again. You know, it's going to be on the TV and then you'd have it on the Switch and then it's like, "Oh, it's single screen again." I feel like that's a step back for Nintendo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see why they did it, but Um, man, dual-screen gaming just should have taken off, and it never did. Because, I mean, like, just computer stuff, general computer stuff. I've got two monitors on my computer, Mm -hmm. and I'd never have it any other way. I have to have two monitors. I've got, like, all my chats up on one screen, like, whenever I'm just at home. Because I've got all these group chats going constantly, and I've got them all on one screen. I have, like, most of my, like, if it's video editing or or just, you know, browsing the Internet's on my, my other screen. Um, and at work, I work with two screens, sometimes three screens, depending on the job. And how awesome would it be if you could play a video game, play Skyrim, where you have on one screen, you have your main game. And then on the second screen, you've got, you know, your map and your your inventory and your user information, all your UI stuff. So like all your gameplay is has just this nice clean screen mm-hmm. with no... No health bars, nothing. It's just like pure gameplay. And on the other screen, that's where all the stuff is. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the remake of uh, Wind Waker. Yeah. If you played that. Oh, man. That was amazing. Just having the freaking. Uh, and uh, Breath of the Wild was. No, Breath of the Wild was. No, wasn't no like They kind of messed that because I thought
0: that screen. was going to be awesome if you got the yeah. video. And they didn't do it, way.
1: Yeah. Long. Yeah, and that sucks, but. Yeah, I loved it on on Wind Waker. that just all like all your inventory was just right on the touchscreen on your on your uh, gamepad. And I did not play that I did not play that thing with the with the Pro controller. I played it all the way through with the gamepad because that was so convenient. I loved that and I really wish more people would have taken advantage of that, and obviously no one did, and they're not going to, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Their loss.
0: Well, see, I always thought, <laughs> I think the Wii U Control is awesome. Like, I personally like it. I like the size of it. I like the oh, feel. Oh, yeah, me like, too. I know some people go like, oh, it's... I'm like, I don't know what it is. I like big controllers. Like, I don't even have big hands, but big controllers are I awesome. I do, too. Like... I love the Duke one for oh, also the, Xbox the original. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yes. I love the Duke. I, I kind of wish I could, I need to get like a, uh, a USB adapter so I can use it on my, uh, on my computer. Like just use it on my computer as my normal, uh, like, you know, emulation controller or whatever. I've got a Duke upstairs and I don't have a working Xbox though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually, I my original like PC kind of plug in for like retro game controllers. It has a, a port for the Duke. For some reason, the the S version doesn't work on it, but then it's got PS2 and GameCube. It's awesome. <laughs> but no, it's like, yeah, those large size controllers. I don't know, I just find it more comfortable. It's like, instead of having like, you know, I think of some of the worst controllers, always the ones that are like teeny tiny.
1: Yeah, 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 I, I completely agree. I actually prefer, I used to love the PlayStation controllers, but like now, I've got an Xbox One controller. I don't have an Xbox One, but I use it for my PC and I love it. I love the Xbox One controller. It's not huge, but it's like it's kind of bulkier, so it just it just feels more comfortable to me. Yeah, I like bigger controllers as well.
0: No, I agree. That I think the Xbox One is definitely the superior one. I always tell people, I'm like, if you got a PC, just grab one of those bad boys. It works so well for so many things. Yep. It's always nice to have. Well, I know that you kind of started to get into Genesis games in like the last like year, or year and a half or so plus. Yeah. Yep. And see, like for me, that was the yep. first yep. system um, I ever got.
1: That was... Yeah, I didn't play any Genesis. I played Genesis for a couple months. My, my uncle was in the Navy. And... Um, for... Like, at one point, he was... Uh, he was out at sea. And he let us borrow his Genesis while he was deployed. And so we played Genesis at our house. And I think I played, like, Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic 2. and The World of Illusion... The Mickey Mouse World of Illusion. Uh-huh. And of all things, Barney Hide and Go Seek, (laughs) which I'm pretty sure we rented for my younger sister. Uh, She was pretty young at the time. And she was, like, she was actually into Barney. She was, like, right around that age where Barney was, like... Everything. Like, everything for her. (laughs) Um, And I liked... The Sonic games, but I, I mean, I I don't know, they were all right. Um, I I thought it was really cool because this is this new system I'd never really played before, and it um, at the time I had a Super Nintendo, so it wasn't like it was blow. It didn't blow me away with graphics or anything because I'd already seen 16-bit graphics up to that point. But um, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to really play Genesis again until uh, I'd say about three years ago. And man, I have probably what forty Genesis games now. Nice. Um, yeah, I I really like it. I play it. I wouldn't say like super frequently. The only reason I don't play it more often is because I can't record it right now. I got some of those H- HD Retrovision cables, uh-huh. and if you don't record, like if you're not if you're not looking to record video, and you just want like really crisp, like a really cheap crisp visual solution for an HD TV. get, like, look up HD RetroVision and get those component cables for because it looks, it looks gorgeous. I mean, it looks like frame-meister quality with, like, for 50 bucks. I can't beat um, that. But I can't, yeah, but I can't cap it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, man, I pop in, uh, um, I got Wiley Wars, Mega Man, Wiley Wars, we were talking about Mega Man earlier, because I always talk about Mega Man, find some way to talk about Mega Man. Um, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines is really cool. Oh, that's that's, that's uh, one of my
0: favorite Castlevanias.
1: It's really, really neat. Um, what else is I playing? I really like this game called Mystic Defender. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I. I I don't know how popular that game was because I don't know anything about Genesis in terms of like what was popular back then. I just got stuff that looked interesting. Mystic Defender was really cool. You got a control a little guy that jumps around. He's got like a, it's like an action platformer, but he does everything through magic. Mm-hmm. And like there's like just really twisted ass monsters and stuff. It's pretty cool. And does um, that one kind of play
0: kind of like Castlevania if I remember correctly? I haven't played that one in a long yeah, time. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, A little, a little bit. It's kind of, it's kind of like Castlevania. I'm, I mean, it's it's still got got kind of the floatier Genesis type uh, uh, platforming controls that you kind of see in Genesis mm-hmm. Genesis platformers or like Super Nintendo platformers. But I mean, it controls fine. It 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 does kind of. I can see where the similarity is with uh, Castlevania for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What else? Shoot. Uh, Thunder Force Three. Just got that recently. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, probably probably a bunch of others while I can't really think of them right now.
0: Well the nice thing about Genesis, it 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 is one of those systems that there's so many games out there for, but you don't hear as much about it. You know, obviously yeah, the big ones like Sonic and everything, but at the end of the day it's you know, like Nintendo games seem to always kinda of come up in conversation no matter what. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's so many great Genesis games that just sort of get lost, especially ones that are straight Sega Sega games, that I wish that I just wish there's so many of those series I wish Sega would bring back. And I feel like you look at a lot of these, like, indie games that come out on PS4 and Steam and Xbox and Wii and everything. <laughs> and these guys are pretty much almost just ripping off, you know, good Super Nintendo and Genesis games. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but you could you could see where they're really <laughs> inspired from. I kind of feel it's like, dude, Sega, at the end of the day, when you see these guys come out with a game that's pretty much Streets of Rage, but not called Streets of Rage. Yeah. Have these guys make Streets of Rage 4 for you. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Didn't That's what happened with the Sonic Mania,
0: wasn't
1: it? Well, that one, like... Because that
0: one, when I... I the guy that they had on there that made it was the guy who put together all the phone games for Sonic, like on iPhone and Google and everything. Oh, okay. And that's where I had really good faith because okay. I thought those were some of the best, like, ports over because not only did you get, like, a really crisp version of Sonic, it played well, but then they added in, like, bonus levels and you could play as certain uh-huh. characters that you couldn't in the original one.
1: Yeah, I don't... I I haven't beaten Sonic Three yet. I've gotten Sonic Three and Knuckles, but like I've only beaten the first two Sonics. I'm not a big Sonic guy. Um, Sonic Three is pretty cool. Though I just haven't gotten around to beating it. So I have. I wasn't like excited at all when Sonic Mania came out. But um, back to your point, uh, Capcom allowed, or they 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 had a fan that made that Street Fighter versus uh, Mega Man or Mega Man vs. Street Fighter. And they released that under Capcom's name, um, even though you know it was a fan who developed it. But yeah, I agree. I mean, they should they should recruit some of these guys and be like, hey, make us the next Streets of Rage. Hey, make us the next Mega Man. Hey, make us the next um, uh, Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Sheep, I don't know.
0: I just feel like there's uh, all I, these sweet games that are just kind of like lost in time, and I feel if they wait any longer, there's going to come a point like in about another 10 more years, tw- maybe 20 more years, where there might not be as much interest. Like right now, you got the perfect interest. You got guys like us who are totally into this kind of stuff. Yeah, release it right now.
1: Yeah, I will. Yeah, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say that uh, we've got ten more years on it. I would say five at most. <laughs> yeah, you're you know, right. Right. There's gonna be there's gonna be retro style there's gonna be retro style burnout soon. I would almost I I almost guarantee you. Just I mean, with the indie game scene anyway, like people are just gonna be like, okay, we're done with the retro stuff, and mm-hmm. it'll start. Um, it'll start getting away from that. Because, I mean, you see a game like... um, And this isn't quite indie, but it's not like AAA either. But that... uh, What was it? Uh, Hellblade? Oh, yeah. That just came out recently. Uh Uh-huh. And that was, you know, made by a smaller studio. And that was, like, real That was a gorgeous game. Um, I I, I would almost... I would almost... uh, I would almost bet money that within the next five years, we're going to be seeing a lot more, like, 3D... Like stuff trying to emulate AAA style uh, gameplay and stuff for our indie games rather than the straight retro style, or stuff like um, or in the Blind Forest, you know mm-hmm. stuff that looks really good, really artistic, but it still has that 2D gameplay feel to it, uh, but yeah, that retro style is <laughs> yeah that, that retro style won't uh, won't stay around forever. I think I would give it, I would give it five years' tops.
0: Yeah, so that's, I mean, they got to jump on this right now and kind of capitalize while it's kind of there. Because, you know, weirdly enough, like, when it comes to new mm. games, I mostly gravitate towards a lot more of those ones. Like, I looked like, you know, I just played Cosmic Star Hero Heroin, and that was really good. You know, I look at, like, Shovel Knight is a really great mm. game. Have you ever played Gunvolt before?
1: Oh, Shovel Knight. I know of Gunvolt. I have not played Gunvolt. I played Mighty Switch Force. Uh-huh. which I think the same team or or related team worked on. Um, because I guess they did the Mighty Gunvolt or something like that, where they kind of combined them or something. I don't know that one, that much. But, uh, uh, yeah, I've heard of Gunvolt. I haven't played it. Yeah, Gunvolt
0: it has a very, like, Mega Man X vibe to it. That's how it kind of feels. Mm-hmm. And it played really yeah. fluidly, played awesome. And that's why I kind of, like, you know, I think like Shantae was another really awesome game. And that's one of those few... Shantae,
1: yeah, I've got the two... Yeah, I've got Risky's Revenge and Pirate's Curse sitting in my Steam library waiting for me to touch them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played them yet. Yeah, the Pirates
0: yeah. one, that that's probably my favorite one of them all. And then um, Half-Genie Hero is probably my second.
1: Yeah, that's the newest one, right? The Half-Genie Hero?
0: Yeah, that's the one Yeah, came out yeah. six months yeah. ago or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some- yeah. But no, it's like, I noticed that, like, these are the kind of games I go towards. Now, I don't know if that's just, like, a certain, like, age range thing, because sometimes you'll meet somebody who's kind of younger. It's like, oh, I don't go back before PS2. And you're like, oh, really? <laughs> you're missing out. And it always makes me kind of laugh when there's some people yeah. that's just, like, 64 is just too old for them. And you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I I could kind of see it, because it's like, there's that weird, like, 64 and PlayStation. It's almost like... A Super Nintendo yeah. and a Genesis game might be more smoother to go back to than sometimes some of those 64 PlayStation oh, Saturn yeah. era.
1: Yeah, that that whole there was like the game industry had like really bad growing pains with the uh, with the fifth generation because everybody was like pushing for 3D and it sucked because you see some of these really fucking amazing 2D games on like the PlayStation, uh, you know Mega Man X Four like we were talking about earlier and uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, and there's plenty of others, Rayman and stuff come to mind, but uh, they could have done some really awesome 2D game stuff, but everybody wanted to do their their their, uh, their poly- polygonal games and yeah, no, people don't want to go back to that, I mean, I don't want to go back to that, I don't know, I mean, I, I guess you know younger gamers who didn't grow up with that era uh, probably don't want to go back to it because those polygons look horrifying and you're right, you know, Super Nintendo Genesis looks a lot smoother, a lot crisper, or just looks a lot more appealing. It Hold, holds up a lot better.
0: It's funny, there's one game that came out, oh, about maybe about six months ago, it was called Vaccine, and it literally took the style of, like, Resident Evil 1, and that was its graphical design, because I was kind of wondering... If oh, where, really? Well, I was like...
1: Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I remember seeing
0: that. I mean, it's one of those games, it's a very kind of, like, short, like, randomy game, but it's kind of fun. If you're really into Resident Evil, It's it was fun. Like, I was glad that I bought it mm-hmm. and everything like that I just want to see those guys do more because I love Resident Evil games and that's something I always kind of wish is like it'd be so cool if somebody would go back and make those kind of still camera games where everything's pre-rendered and you go yeah. through because I feel that holds up a little bit wh- better than like straight you know pure 3D environments
1: yeah yeah I think the the you're, you're absolutely right the, the fixed camera angle made it a little bit easier for them to transition to that 3D space especially because it wasn't having to render 3D polygonal graphics everywhere, you know, then you got games like uh, Bubsy 3D I guess, (laughs) but they just just couldn't figure out camera angles and all that Uh, even, I mean as much as people like love Super Mario 64 um, you know, even that had had some problems like camera angles and stuff like that and and I, I, personally, like when I go back and try to play it, the camera kind of kills me. But uh, uh, you know, there's still some of that green pains there. But yeah, like I mean, I could totally see them doing some more like fixed, uh, fixed camera, plug, you know, you know, pre-rendered background, polygonal graphics, stuff like that for mm-hmm. the indie scene. That would be kind of cool.
0: Well, I think it'd be um, cool if survival horror. I mean, they could even
1: update the graphics a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could make them a little yeah. bit just smoother and everything like that, but. It's one of those styles. Now I know there's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there that for I mean, even in the nineties, people like hated those fixed camera angles. There's always somebody out there who was gonna put them down, but I always feel for the people that loved those yeah. type of games, it's like, no no dude, that's where it was at. If mm-hmm. Resident Evil would just go back to fixed camera angles, I just picture like fixed camera angles yeah. with modern graphics would be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. That would be really cool. You know what I mean? Like um...
0: do that for Resident Evil eight. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like Capcom's done it before. You know, they went back on Mega Man Nine and went back to the went back to its roots. Go back to the roots of the Resident Evil Eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they won't because that's gonna they're they're gonna bank on that to be a money maker for them, not like a passing fad or something. But I mean, it still it would still be cool.
0: Yeah, it'd be awesome. I know it, it's a tough <sighs> call, not. but it would be cool. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not a huge Resident. An evil fan myself but but, uh, but yeah all the resident evil i know is all from the fixed camera angle stuff i don't think i've, I've only played the first two so uh, th- that's what i think of when i think of resident evil
0: yeah well that's what i just thought was cool about that vaccine game because i never saw anybody else do that recently yeah, yeah. who's like hey i'm gonna do fixed camera yeah, angles make it scary make it you know like resident evil make it like alone in the dark
1: yeah, it definitely should. Like, uh, Silent Hill would be another series that was like that. Uh, Parasite Eve was uh, Squaresoft's uh, answer to Resident Evil. Oh, and I, love I really it. liked Parasite Eve. That was
0: Parasite it. Eve, especially the first one, that's one of the coolest. Yeah, games. the first one. And, like, that was one of those yeah. ones I kind of discovered it sort of. Like, well, I always knew about it, but when I finally got a hold of it, I mean, I guess it was about five or six years ago, I played it all the way through. It yeah. was it was just like I thought that game was just pure amazing. Like one of the best games that I've ever yeah. played in a long time.
1: Yeah, I gotta play that again. It's been since probably high school since I played it. I remember really liking it. It's just been forever since I've played it. I don't even think I have a copy right now, which sucks, but
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, worst case scenario if at the end of the day you could always emulate it.
1: Yep. Yep. Or download Nothing on PS3. More emulation. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: No, there's certain things about emulation that, like, I kind of go, like, when they kind of made emulators and you had the save states and everything like that, it almost made it, like, hey, all these Super Nintendo games that you could never seem to beat on the cartridge, it's like, okay. oh, yeah. It was fun to be able to go, okay, okay, I'm going to save right before this level or this boss, and if I die, it's okay, because yeah. then I can keep just restarting and I won't get burnt out by going, like, oh, man, I got six levels in and now I have to restart from the beginning. I could just save yeah, I... and keep going, like... It was nice because I felt like I was able to go through these games that I never saw before.
1: Yeah, I, um, I did that with the first Castlevania.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was like the first, like whenever I first started collecting again, I had a copy of Castlevania. And I couldn't get past a certain point. It was too tough. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to emulate it. And I'm going to do save states at the parts that I have problems with. And just so I can say I beat the game. And so I did, and then I would have to keep practicing that same spot over and over and over and over again to get past it. And then I'd save state and do the same thing for the next spot. Well, after I beat it using save states, I was like, well, let's try to play it on the cartridge again. I went through on the cartridge and I beat <laughs> it. I beat it on the cartridge, no problem, because you know I'd practiced so much with the emulation and save states. And I think that's, you know, and that's a that's a valid way to play through a game. I think it it kind of eliminates the um. The difficulty barrier that some people have problems with, and I—I I mean, I've done it plenty of times with plenty of different games, um, not recently, but it's because I'm collecting again. So I've got, you know, <laughs> three hundred games behind me that yeah, I can yeah, play. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you got the, got but, the physical uh, one. But yeah, like I've never considered save states really like cheating because all it—I re- mean, you still no, have no. to get past it, and all it does is to me, I feel like it just gets rid of like the hassle of like, oh, I died, and now I have to go back a stage. Or even to the point where it's like, oh, I got to yeah. restart the whole game. Because a lot of times that's kind of always like, oh, now I got to do the whole thing over again. Well, maybe I don't want to play this game now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think it, it really depends on, on, I guess, how you're doing it. Like, I, I would consider if I were playing through a Mega Man game. A classic Mega Man game, and I were using save states. That for me would be cheating because I know I can do it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just me using a crutch at that point. Um, but if you've never played a Mega Man game and you want to experience the whole thing without worrying about constantly dying over and over again, yeah, I, I mean, it's not really cheating to want to see the end of the. Uh, the, end of the game i mean read a book or you watch a movie and you have to stop in the middle of it you stop you pause the movie or you just put a bookmark in a book and you come back to it right or right where you can but it's not but yeah that's not considered cheating you're not you're not expected to sit there and read through that whole book <laughs> and, in one sitting so no, i don't i don't think i don't think have States you ever played jurassic cheating.
0: park the chaos continues on super nintendo now that's like the no, technically it's the second Jurassic Park game for Super Nintendo, and it's a co-op game, so that was, like, a big deal. Oh, God. So oh, sorry. no worries. I said, I'm used to it.
1: <laughs> the, the, the dog started barking, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he, she's really noisy. My other dog is <laughs> not nearly that noisy, so. Yeah, I was like, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> but, no, uh, Jurassic Park 2 The Chaos she's Continues. It's like kind of like Contra. That's almost about the best way to describe it. And me and my buddy for, like, years, we tried to beat mm-hmm. that game on the cartridge and everything like that. And never could. You know, we could get about halfway through it or so, and then next thing you know, you'd end up dying, and that was it. Yeah, they either restart the level or so on. So it was like, with the save stage, yeah. we, like, finally went through that whole game. And there was even a point towards the end where we did, <laughs> we'd like, literally walk 15 feet, save. Walk 15 feet, save, because the health was so low. It's like, I don't want to restart the level.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh dude! I did that with uh, and this was not emulation, and this just kind of goes to show you how other games handle it. this was the uh-huh. the first fallout yeah very like fallout one um, on p c because in a lot of p c games you can just save it wherever wherever you are in the game without uh without having to worry about you know getting to a save point or whatever so there was a at the very very end of fallout. The the boss, or you're, like, trying to escape this uh, this facility before it blows up, but there's a ton of enemies in the way. And because it's, like, a stat-based, like, a rolling, you know, you, you have to roll for, uh, like, it uses, like, a simulated di- dice or simulated RPG system or whatever, like, stuff will miss. So I was literally, I'd save, <laughs> walk up to an enemy, and then I'd, like... And then I'd, like, hope for a crit so I'd kill him in one hit. Dope. And then I'd save it as soon as I did. And if I didn't get the crit, I'd just reload, reload. Right before that enemy. And I just kept doing that until I got out of the place so I wouldn't, like, get stuck, like, trying to fight an enemy while, you know, this place is supposed to blow up. And that was total. That, I think that was kind of cheating. But, you know, <laughs> but it was there. It was there. It was The game allowed me to do that without, uh yeah. you know, it was kind of a safe state. So, yeah, PC games have been doing it for a lot longer than... um you know, emulation's been around, so hey, why not?
0: Yeah, and CS4's one the one's like, I, once again, at the end of the day, a lot of times look, it's like, okay, it might be a, like a little bit cheap, I guess. But at the same time, I don't, I really don't feel like, it's not like you're using Game Genie and just like, oh, no, I just got a yeah. disability and i just like... You're
1: not breaking, you're not breaking the game.
0: Yeah, you, you're more just like, it's almost like you're using like, a, almost like its own ability or a tactic to kind of do it. <laughs> it, might, yeah. it might be kind of a cheap tactic, but that's sort of what it is.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's a crutch. Yeah, it wouldn't necessarily go. be cheating. You're not cheating. It's a, it's a crutch. It's a it's an aid. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like I, I don't... You're, not, you're not rewriting the code of the game like you do with the game genie to make it work in your favor. You're just, <laughs> you know, make it a little bit easier for you.
0: You know, I, I made this joke before of Game Genies. It's almost like when you first discover a Game Genie like as a child, you think it's like, oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. The possibilities are endless because you know, you think you could just do anything with a Game Genie. And then you get to those yeah. teenage years and then it's like, Game Genie, what are you, a cheater? Like Nobody uses a Game Genie now. Yeah. Well. And then I remember when I got kind of a little bit older again, I came back to the Game Genie and it's like, you know what? There's some of these games that it's kind of nice just to throw on Unlimited Lives and let's just go through it. And I just want to see where the end of this game goes. You know, like I
1: did that with uh, oh man, what was that game? Uh Ast- Astianax for the NES. I did a whole video on it and I could not get through it. And I was like, you know, fuck it, I'm just game gening this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I just game genied through the rest of it. And you can't tell because of my fancy editing skills on my video, but I did cheat through that game. <laughs> Gave myself myself unlimited life. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cheating's fun, especially whenever you don't have like unlimited amount of time to try to beat a game. No, yeah. You know, that you want.
0: Like I, I feel like there's there's a time and a place for all these things and suppose once it's, it's not like you're speed running it or doing something competitive where, you know, it's like, no, it's for your own enjoyment. You just want to see where this game goes. And like, you know, some games are just back in the day were made so difficult anyways, that like, they want you to put like your hundred hours into a practice. And you're like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to see where you end at.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, back then it's like, that was, that was the point of the game was, you know, they're selling you this $60 cartridge of Contra. You know, if they gave you, um, unlimited lives, You'd get through it in an hour.
0: Well, yeah, it's like, you think about it, it's like, like save yeah. states. Just, if you just, just think if you had save states on old games. Next thing you know, every game you'd be done with in a half an hour, an hour or so, <laughs> tops. Yeah. And then yep. next thing you know, and then yep. the whole point back there is like, make the game hard so that when you buy a game that's really only a half an hour long, it will take you, you know, a month or so to actually beat it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, that's, that's exactly what it was.
0: Out of all systems, what do you think is your all-time favorite one?
1: I've said this before, and this is this is a weird answer, especially coming from my content, the content that I do. But I, I would say my my all-time favorite console, was probably the PS3. Huh,
0: that's an interesting one there. The
1: PlayStation. Oh man, just so many possibilities of that system, and there's so many games, and I had so much fun with it. So many great exclusives. Um, on top of that, you could, like, that was the first. I mean, Nintendo had done it with a virtual console, but. You know, you could start downloading these old PlayStation games, like PS1 games, and play them on there. And um, you could actually use your PS1 and PS2 discs. I had, you know, the PlayStation Three I had had the PS2 Oh, you had the PS2 one. Oh, oh yeah, see, I that, mean that's I don't, the
0: ultimate one right there.
1: But, oh, it was awesome. It was I like, just like, oh, get rid of everything? I don't need anything anymore. I like kept my PS2 because at the time they weren't selling for anything. So just so I still have the PS2. But I mean, it was it was awesome because. You could play three different systems worth of worth of uh, games on one console, and on top of that, there was just like tons of quality quality games coming out. And like right now, if you want to play PS3, and I need to get my PS3 working again, I've got a broken Blu-ray drive on it. But once I get that fixed, you know, I have you know I could I could go to a used game store right now, and I could go buy like ten PS3 games for. 15 bucks Oh easily. You know, and 10 good ps3 games for 15 bucks um and i just i just really liked that you know that was the generation where they kind of like ps2 was really great ps2 is a great great generation but ps3 was whenever you know ps3 and xbox 360 are when they like the game companies perfected the whole 3d environments in video games like you know they're the camera problems weren't an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now you're using uh, dual analog sticks to get around everywhere, you know, for, for first person games or even third person games, you, you know, the camera controls were real intuitive with two analog sticks. I just feel like the, uh, the PlayStation three was just like where everything, you know, came finally came together like all these years of collective knowledge of video games kind of came together and formed this really freaking phenomenally phenomenally solid system Um, i could have probably said the same thing about the xbox 360 had that been the system i went with that generation Uh um just you know because a lot of the games were the same between the two but yeah i went with ps3 because i wanted to I really don't remember what it was that I wanted. <laughs> I wanted the PS3, for it. but uh, <laughs> myself, I ha- I had the
0: 360, and yeah. then I got the PS3 like right towards the end. Like I mean, mm-hmm. probably as the PS4 was coming out, which yeah. I always say that's that's such a great time to pick up a system. Oh, yeah. is, like right at that point, yeah. Because I mean, I went to the store and I bought. I was just catching up on all the exclusive I missed. Yeah. So I mean, I, w- I mean, I went somewhere like GameStop and I bought all three Uncharted's for under ten. bucks. Yeah, exactly. I bought all <laughs> the Resistance for under ten bucks. You know, I got Metal Gear Solid Four, like a great looking, smooth copy for five bucks. I'm like, dude, yeah, you can't beat all this. Yeah. And oh, I, I really love that system. Like, I mean, obviously, I played it at friends' house and things like that. But all I had was, and I chose the 360 only because it was like a hundred bucks cheaper. That was like my only reason I picked it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bought that PS3 whenever like it first came out. I think it was like a $600 freaking system. Of course, I was younger and I had disposable income at the time, so I was just like, I'm just gonna get the big one with all the gigs on it and the. <laughs> the PS2 backward compatibility and I'm going to buy a new TV along with it. So it looks great on that new TV. And I got heavenly sword and that game was really, really good. Oh yeah. I actually kind of want to play that again. Um, I yeah, was yeah, about that game dude, not too PS3. long ago. Yeah. That, that was a great game, but yeah, PS3, 100%. That's my, that was my favorite system of all time. You know, it's, you know,
0: it's funny. Like I didn't know for the longest time, like, cause I thought that only the original version could play PS one and two and then you know how like when they came out later uh-huh. it couldn't play PS two, but I thought I thought people said it didn't play PS one and two. And literally oh, gee, I, I went <laughs> I, I literally only figured out like two years ago that you could actually put a PlayStation One game into any PS three and it worked. I remember when somebody yeah. told me that, I'm like, Are you kidding me? I'm like, I had friends that own PlayStation One or PS threes and didn't realize that all eight years that they could have just pulled out their old collection and just popped it in. Oh yeah.
1: I had to I had to replace it's, my PS three uh, halfway through the time I was, you know, I was, that was halfway through the generation because the, um, as the Blu-ray drive went out, because I, I guess with the older, the older style, uh, PlayStation 3s, that's a common problem. Um, so I had to get a new PS3 halfway through, and I got like a slim, I got the first slim model. I had no idea that it played PS1 discs, so I didn't try. And then, like, yeah. I think I was collecting. I was already up to the point where I was collecting, and I, you know, this was just a couple years, like maybe two years ago. I was like, oh my God, I did not know that I could pop a PS1 disc in here and it would play. And it <laughs> plays great because it's all in HD and you're not having to worry about, like, using composite on your HD TV to play it. It's. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know I got I got to that point where I literally started buying component cables for like every single one of my systems. So I got yep. component cables for GameCube and I got component cables for Xbox original and I got component cables for PS2. Mm-hmm.
1: You got component cables for GameCube?
0: Well, it's the same one. It's like it works for the Wii. Oh no, no, take back. I guess I don't. I have it for the Wii. Yeah. And that's what I have for. So I can play my GameCube. oh I was going to
1: say cuz those those component cables yeah, the g- component yeah, yeah, you're probably good then. But the component cables for the GameCube itself are like three hundred dollars or something. Like right now. So if you would have gotten those oh, back yeah. then you could just go I'd be like, oh, sell a the- component cable. So like, Use my weed. Or- sell this, I'll buy a I'll buy a PS four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll trade you these i ca- I'll trade you these cables for a PS4.
0: <laughs> I even got my sixty four hooked up to S video. <laughs> Just to, yep, add that, how just to add that extra yep. bit of layer, why not? I, I got a TV. It's got every single plug-in known to mankind, so.
1: Yep, yep. That's how I got mine, too. Yeah, that uh, my Super Nintendo actually looks great through S-Video on my TV. It doesn't come out quite as well when I record, but it looks really good on my TV. Um, Nintendo 64, too, but, but uh Yeah. But, dude, those component cables, you if you get a chance to get those component cables for that Genesis, I yeah. highly recommend it. It looks so good.
0: Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll have to do that. Now, do you have it just plugged into um, – do you have the Model 2 Genesis? I
1: have the Model 1. Oh, okay. I have Model 1 Genesis. I can't they, remember. It, is, it actually, it, is
0: it different on the back on those ones?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. it is. Yeah, you, ha- you actually have to order – if you get those cables and you have a Model 1, you actually have to get an adapter for it uh, to work on the Model 1 which was only like an extra like two bucks or something like that. It wasn't that much. That oh, so um, wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So I just got that. And, oh, man, silky smooth. I mean, it looks like it's kind of, it's playing through a Framemeister, or, you know, SCART, RGB, whatever, you know, those really nice uh, cable systems are. And that was only 50 bucks. I mean, 50 bucks for a lot for a cable, but if you're a retro <laughs> game enthusiast, that's it, a drop in the bucket.
0: It's a cool <laughs> I know, it's like, I got two Sega Genesis Model 2s. I got my original one, and then I have one I picked up not too long ago in the box. And then I also have, my buddy gave it to me, because this is what he had, because he was the rich kid, but when he didn't want it anymore, he passed it on, and it's the, it's the, um, not Philips, but, um, is that what it is? No, Pioneer. The Pioneer Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Laserdisc, and Laserdisc gameplay. Oh,
1: yeah, the, um, what the hell was it? I saw one of those for 80 bucks, like four years ago. And oh I was like, gosh. Oh, I should buy this. And then I did. And now they're like $500. Uh, the PVC, uh, XI.
0: Yeah. That's the one. Is that
1: it? And it just yeah, had like yeah. the,
0: everything you could want in 1993. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. I should have picked it up. I didn't pick it up cause I'm dumb, but yeah, it was, that's a cool looking system.
0: Yeah. I know. It's just this battleship looking thing. And the downfall is the yep. laser laser doesn't work on it anymore. So it, you know, it needs to be repaired for the Laserdisc part. And I don't know if the Sega CD, yeah. Sega CD may or may oh, wait, not. there
1: were, there were two, com, there were two, uh, there was an official one, or there were two official ones, that's right. Yeah, so I don't know which one, I don't know exactly which one you were talking about. There's that, yeah, there's that littler yeah. one that looks just like a CD player, and then there's the big one that has.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, this is the one, it's just the massive, it, it's got Laserdisc, you can play Laserdisc oh, games in it. yeah, I don't know. You can play Sega CD games. You can play Genesis games. Oh yeah! I guess you can plug three two X into the front if you want to. Oh, well, maybe, maybe that
1: maybe that isn't the XI. A... I think the X I is a lot smaller.
0: No, oh, I know which one. You're, you're talking about the one that looks like a Walkman.
1: There is the Walkman. No, that's not the X I. The X I is like a freaking third party weird weirdo thing. Uh, it doesn't play Laserdisc though, so okay. I don't think it's the same. It's not the same. Thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's like. Yeah, it's, it's a mix between Sega and Pioneer, and it's I think it retailed for like 1200 bucks. So you know oh, that wow. like literally 1200 bucks in like 1993 would have been like 2000 and a half by now, probably by inflation. Yeah. Like so oh, expensive. It's,
1: it's called the Laser Active. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's the one. That's the one.
1: This looks really cool. Oh, man.
0: It's totally rad.
1: Okay, I, I want this. Yeah, I want this. I'm not going to pay no, for it. It's... I'm going to have to rip somebody off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, it's, it's one of those ones, like, if anything, like, I would just, if I had a nice display, I would set it up, and I'd just kind of have it there for looks. Yeah. It, the Genesis games will still work on it. I'm not too sure if the Sega CD ones will, because I almost want to say the Sega CD drive was separate from the Laserdisc drive, but I could be wrong. I, I haven't looked at it in a while. I just kind of got it sort of up in my collection yeah. area.
1: Yeah I'm, not, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it... it yeah, the, the the drives are are two different are two separate drives. That's like it's almost like a the Sega part is like a module that is that is pa- like patched into this Pioneer thing. Yeah. that's really cool. But, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, like, really cool. I
0: would go over to his house and we'd play Genesis games and Sega CD games, and then at yeah. night we would watch Laserdisc. It was like living the yeah. dream.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: You know, like oh, Last damn. Action Hero would come out, and we'd whip that laser disc on, or Men in Black, or something.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that is really cool.
0: But no, I'm just glad to have that just, like, as things, because I just got a bunch of, like, you know, I'll, I always mostly, if anything, like, you know, sometimes I'll sell certain games, you know, just every once in a while. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll sell this one, make some money, but I always keep my systems. Like, at the end of the day, I'll yeah. hold to those more than anything else. All right. But, yeah, it, it's it's one of those ones, like, it, it's pretty sweet. So if you ever run across one of those, especially if somebody has it, like, at their, you know, they're thinking it's just some old or at, like, a yard sale or something like that, oh, it's fun yeah. to pick up. Though then again, I don't know who the heck would just have that there. You, you kind of, I feel like if you own one of those, you obviously knew exactly what you were getting. Nobody just, like, got that. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean the only way it'd be like oh i heard this from my father yeah and i don't know what the heck it is and he's dead now so <laughs> it says sig on it so i think it's some kind of gaming thing yeah, but yeah. i only play call of duty so i don't know
0: yeah
1: oh oh you want you want it you want to give? you want to sell it to me for 50 bucks okay okay i'll take it for all right, I'll, give we'll take 50. I'll, yeah. I'll give you i'll give you I'll give you I'll give you 55, have this extra five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, just be like, I'll take it, you know, I'll, I'll restore it, it'll be fine, don't worry about it, it's gonna go into a good home. <laughs> but, but yeah, because he, he, it was just that friend that I had, he had like that dad who like, if he bought anything and had to, he would like sit down and research, and he would buy like the most top of the line thing every time. Whether that's a good or oh. bad idea.
1: <laughs> there is a, there's a TurboGrafx-16 uh, module for it too
0: oh yeah I, I remember reading about that
1: that is cool <laughs> oh man it, it was like yeah they're really they
0: making some sweet systems back then for all that kind of stuff if you had that cash <laughs> to throw down oh onto. yeah
1: yeah yeah I, I remember all that man like right right when like the super nintendo came out or like right after that there was all that shit the, the panasonic the 3do and and the uh uh, the Jaguar. You know, all that, all that weird stuff. The jaguars, just all those weird ass systems. I miss that about video games. Uh, I really do. I, I and now it's just I like everything—the same game. Yeah, it's just like now the same game gets released across every console. It's all—it's all the same game. There's like hardly any differentiation between the PS4, the Xbox One, the PC version. It's all completely the same. But back then, man. You had, like, 12 different versions of Aladdin and, like, 13 different versions of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and it was awesome. That's, that's what made it cool, though. Because it was just a lot more colorful. Because I,
0: yeah. I felt like systems in the olden days, like, there was a reason, like, why you would get them all. is because you could get a different yeah. game for each one. You know, it's like, hey, because... You know, the Sunset Riders version on Super Nintendo is not the same as the Genesis one, and, you know, the Ninja Turtles versions aren't the same. Like, all these little things. Or then, like, the cool thing is I love when I find, like, 3DO games and Jaguar ones, and then you realize those versions aren't the same either.
1: Yeah. Uh, dude, uh, the... A Street Fighter Two on 3DO or whatever, you can play as Akuma. It's like, what? I didn't even know who Akuma was. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who the hell hell is this new character that we didn't get on the Super Nintendo?
0: And then, like, have you ever played the? I think it's on the Jaguar, the Wolfenstein version.
1: Oh no, no, I haven't played anything on Jaguar. It
0: literally has like enhanced graphics, and I mean, it looks like really good, like. It's all smooth looking yeah. and everything like that, and they've—I've never seen that version on any other system. Like, and I think about them, like, man, if you ever get a chance huh. to just emulate it, just to see it, it's something very yeah. cool. My
1: buddy had a Jaguar growing up, I, I didn't actually play it. he, <laughs> he like had, he got it, he got it like right whenever it uh, was discontinued, so he got it, so it was, like super cheap, and he got like Aliens vs. Predator on it. Uh-huh. And I don't know what he did with it because like. Like, I mean, we were close enough back then that I would have gone over to his house and we would have played it. But I don't think we ever did. it. I don't think I ever touched his Jaguar.
0: It might have been one of those ones he got. It's yeah, like, yeah, it this is kind of a waste. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because it's one of those systems, if you probably played the wrong couple games, you could be easily
1: discouraged. Yeah.
0: But it did, it yeah, did have some kind of Because cool there stuff. were only
1: a couple of games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's one of those ones, like, another system I really like is I love the 3-2-X. I know oh. there's not very much for it, but I've always really yeah. liked that.
1: Yeah, I missed that. Do you have
0: bit. a 32X in your collection yet for your Genesis?
1: I, I do not. Um, I probably won't be getting on. I'm actually starting a self-imposed collecting hiatus for the next, probably for the next couple years, unfortunately. Um, just because I, I've got I've got so many games. got a lot of stuff to play. But I've got a lot of like yeah. uh, house stuff. i got to take, you know, grown-up things that I have to take care of. And I was just like okay, I've got my collection about where I want it right now. I've got plenty of games to play, plenty of games to try. Um, you know, maybe in like a year or so, I might like lift the restriction. But for right now, I think we're just going to call it good, try to beat a bunch of games that I haven't, that I haven't beaten before and uh, pay off some debts and build some stuff around the house and stuff. And then maybe I'll get back to the collecting. But um, yeah, for now, it's just unfortunately, no, I don't have a 32X. I probably should have tried to get one before I stopped, but you know. Eh. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, if you see, if you see one cheap whatever, but no, that that's kind of a smart idea anyways cuz now you can sit down and really indulge in the mm-hmm. games that you got because yep. I know that that's the same problem I have myself. Even with brand new games like I probably have PS4 games. I have at least probably 10 of them if not more that I have not played. It's just like I yeah. pick them up with all good intentions to play and Yeah. <laughs> Then next thing you know, you you put it down, and you just don't always get to it, and then it kind of goes back in the cu- cupboard, and yeah, get like to it at some point,
1: yeah, like my dumbass, I bought uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I really wanted to play it. I was really excited about playing it. Um, I have not touched it yet, and you know, I bought it full price. I I don't think it's gone down yet, but you know, in like two years, like a year or two. It's going to be like ten bucks, you know what I mean? yeah, it'll be like a ten dollar p s four game, and I could have like saved fifty dollars, but I' started, you know blow sixty bucks on the game to just have it sit on my shelf until um, you know two years later whenever I finally eventually play it but eh. <laughs> hopefully, with this collecting hiatus I'll, I'll get to it sooner rather than later now, so
0: yeah, no, that'd be the nice thing is just because I think that's a smart idea. Like, I, I feel like I need to stop that for like not only um, video games but movies and comic books yep. as well. I have a problem where like I got more things than I have time to like in, take in. Yes. So it it would be nice to almost take like a month plus off where you just did nothing but just like okay, let's catch up.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm going to try to do uh, for at least through 2018 is just catch up with all my games. And probably a lot of – there's a lot of uh, TV shows. My wife and I are watching uh, Star Trek Next Generation right now. Um, oh, cool. First time I've watched uh, Star Trek and really enjoying it. But, you know, it's just like stuff like that. There's like so many TV shows too. Like you said, movies and, and comic books. Yeah. yeah. There's a ton of TV shows I would al- always wanted to watch. And it's just like, yeah, I might as well start catching up on the shit now. I mean – Game of Th- Game of Thrones ain't over yet. We'll just wait till it's over to, to watch it, you know. So I just
0: see it all in like an easy pace. Yep, yep. Well, like out of some of the recent games you got, that what are any of those ones that you have sitting there? like that you haven't really tried out or you barely played. That you're like, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to this game or that. Oh one?
1: yeah, I was actually thinking about do, doing a whole video on that. Um, on that, on that, <laughs> like a before topic. and after. Yeah, like like this <laughs> whole topic where it's just like all these games. Like, these games that I've got, these expen- like games I spent, like, a good amount of money on that I was really excited to play and that I just haven't yet. I've got uh, Alundra on PS1 um, mm-hmm. that I spent, like, 40 bucks for, and that's, like, an action RPG. I haven't touched it. <laughs> um, See, I that's a game that I remember
0: from back ago. in the day, but I've never played it, but I, I can picture it, like, in the game store every single time yeah.
1: looking at it. Uh, <laughs> what else did I buy? I bought... Um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, like I mentioned, I bought Uncharted Four. I didn't spend a lot on that. I got that for really cheap, but I haven't finished that yet. Um, mm-hmm. Any number of like most of my Wii U games. I like my <laughs> Wii U. I actually play it. Uh, I've played it quite a bit, especially like the real popular games. Played a lot of Mario Kart. Played a lot of Smash. But I've got like Bayonetta and Bayonetta Two. Yeah, I haven't have. I've played part of Bayonetta <laughs> One, and that's it. I,
0: I have. I, I have that exact same thing. I started Bayonetta one, and then I just, I just never got around to finishing them. I know they yeah. an amazing game. Yeah, exactly. I, I probably had yeah. this in for like three years. Like, I bought that game only like six months after it came out. It was like half price. Oh, like, oh no, I picked it for thirty I, I bucks. Picked it up for full price, and, then,
1: and I haven't touched it. <laughs> uh, and I still have it, it's still sitting there. Uh, Batman: Arkham or Arkham City it's on like, Wii U. I have that too, and I haven't touched it. And I want to, I'm like really excited to play a lot of these, like all these games. It's just like, well, I'm going to play Mega Man 8 for the fifth time this year. (laughs) Don't you love that though? It's
0: (laughs) like you got all this new stuff and what's the thing you do is you go back and you play something old that you know you've put so many times in and you might not even care for a whole lot either.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't even really care that much for Mega Man 8, but I'm playing it again. (laughs) Or let's let, let me spend two hours playing solitaire. I'm I'm that's not even a joke. I mean that's seriously I did that one. I just sat up set up my computer, I had Twitter, and I'd refresh Twitter every once in a while, and I played solitaire and listened to music for like two hours.
0: It's <laughs> okay, well, once you're done that you can go to Minesweeper Marathon.
1: Yeah, yeah, Minesweeper Marathon.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's like yeah, I have a handful of Wii U ones. Like I feel bad. I have Twilight Princess. Like I bought the H D version of that one, and it's literally I haven't even didn't even open it oh, like it just sat yeah. there in its box oh yeah it's like i beat that game on wii so it's not like it's like i've never played it but you know how those that zelda game probably is one of the longest zelda games too so it was like i knew that in my mind so just uh, like i would think about it, i'm like well you know how long that Zelda? it's not one of those like 20 hours zelda games that's like one of those 40 plus hour zelda games
1: dang i've only yeah i only played through it the one time whenever it first came out i haven't played it again and i would want to because i really liked the art style and everything yeah uh, I bought Skyward Sword within the last two years, because I had didn't play. I think I was I was deployed um, mm-hmm. during whenever that came out, so I didn't actually have a chance to play it whenever it first came out. And I just kept putting it off, and I finally bought it like two years ago. I still haven't touched it. I think I well I've touched it. I beat the first dungeon. And I haven't finished it. So there's like this big Zelda game that people regard pretty highly and i haven't even gotten into it i haven't even scratched the surface on it yet that's well, that's a big one i need to play that <laughs> yeah I i'll say this.
0: It. that's actually one of the i think that's one of the best zelda games too like i liked i was really impressed with that game and sadly oh, yeah. that was a game that felt like it was skipped by like a lot of people like it just kind of came out that weird time it was yep. towards the end of the wii nobody was really caring about the wii anymore Yep. and yeah it just sort of came out i was kind of hoping at some point they'd make like um Because, you know, they did the HD version of, you know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, and Wind Waker. I was like, okay, Skyward Sword's got to come next, because that's one of those games that... I remember when when I first got it, you know, after playing PS3 and Xbox 360, and those games were now at their pinnacle, and you're kind of like, oh, okay, this game kind of looks like a little GameCube game here. Well, whatever. Yeah. 2011 GameCube game, I'm not complaining.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I should play that soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that one, I just thought that one was really cool. I was really impressed. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you're like me. You just got this huge stack of things of just, like, all these games. And it's kind of like, what do you pick sometimes? And sometimes I, I sit there, and you look at the stack, and you're like, and I hate because I start calculating the time. Like, I look at that game, and be like, well, it's an RPG. thirty plus. When are you going to get 30 hours to put into that game? You know, it's, Yeah, it's like, yeah. And you just, I think the thing with RPGs is just... Do an hour here and there, and it'll eventually add up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i i I constantly find myself shying away from uh, games that I know are going to be really long because I'm just afraid to invest the time into it. Uh, because I'm afraid that I'm not going to finish. It's like I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play like ten hours of this and then not finish. And then, and then I'll. Whenever I do eventually want to come back to it, I'll have to feel like I have to start all over because I won't <laughs> remember what happened those first ten hours. So I just keep shying away. And I used to love RPGs. That's, like, all I took in for, like, the fifth and sixth generation. That's all I did was, was RPGs. And now it's, like, I don't want to play them unless they're brand new. Like, I just sunk. I'm not even joking. Let me pull this up. Let me pull this up because I, I want to give you the exact number on this. <laughs> now, I can't, I can't be bothered to finish Breath of Fire for the, for the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. But I can tell you that I just recently finished my playthrough of Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. The second time I played it, mind you, because the first time I played it, it was on Xbox One. So this time on Steam, I dumped 143 hours into Witcher 3. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. One playthrough. Yeah, one playthrough. Forty-three hours. Oh man. I can jump into this, no problem. But, but <laughs> no, Breath you, of Fire the Super Nintendo, oh no, that's gonna take too long.
0: Yeah, and it's like, you know, Breath of Fire probably would take you maximum, maybe about twenty hours, I think. Because yeah, it's cause, exactly. cause pretty much if it's not Final Fantasy, mostly those RPGs the Squares RPGs are always like fifteen, twenty five yeah, hours give yeah. or take. They're all like reasonable, like time, that's what I always call it. Like that's why I love Chrono Trigger so much. I feel like it's the perfect length. Yeah. It's about like a smooth yes. twenty hours. Yes.
1: It is. It's a it's a really good length because like i don't know it just it just it feels it feels right which three felt right for 143, <laughs> for 143
0: hours. hours that's good <laughs> though like as long as you never because the worst part is, is when you get to some games and then you kind of realize like oh here's the point where the game's extending it for no real reason other than to make the game feel longer than it needs yeah. to be
1: it it honestly i completely completely going off everything Witcher 3 never felt that way for me I was like cool. I just want more of it and whenever I finished it after all 143 hours I was like it's done <laughs> <laughs> that's it <It's>, no more <laughs> DLC no more nothing yeah like because I finished all of the side quests all of them I did every single side quest you can find in the game
0: oh my gosh
1: yes <laughs> I, I love that game that is like probably my second favorite game of all time because yeah
0: <laughs> and what's that right behind then
1: uh, Morrowind.
0: Oh, okay, there we go. So, s- similar vein games. Yes, yes,
1: yes. I love the whole, like, open world immersive. It's gotta be, um, it's gotta be, like, medieval fantasy, though. I don't really care for, that. like, Fallout? like, I, I haven't played any of the Far Cry games because, uh, I don't know, and I liked the first two Fallout games, but, like, Fallout 3, I, I didn't like at all. Um, now, what I about am getting like something cities, like Mass though?
0: Effect. Like, do you like oh, sci-fi Max. stuff like that?
1: Oh, my God, I love it. I love Mass Effect 1, 2, 3. I have not played Andromeda. There's another one. There's another awesome. one that I picked up full price, what? and I was really well, excited is, to play. And I haven't. The downfall to
0: Andromeda it. is it came out the same time as um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep,
1: that's exactly what happened. I played Breath of the <laughs> so, Wild, and I never uh, picked up. I, 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 put, I literally that.
0: put in, like, two days into Mass Effect, and I loved every, like, there was nothing wrong with that game. To me, I just saw it's more of the Mass Effect I love, but then next thing you know, I was back to Zelda, and then i haven't got back around to it so I, I need to go back i'm on the snow planet i remember i told this i to like well where are you at i'm like i'm on the snow plant they're like that doesn't answer a whole lot i'm like well that's all i can tell you <laughs> that's where i remember leaving off at there was a lot of snow going on and that was about it
1: yeah
0: but no i don't know it's like for me it's like i like a lot of sci-fi stuff that's kind of like when yeah. i seem to gravitate more but i do like fantasy i mean like final fantasy is one of my favorite ones of all time yep. Especially, like, I think the pinnacle RPG generation was, like, late Super Nintendo to PlayStation. And then it kind yeah. of, like, I felt like through the 2000s, it's not that there's not good ones, but I felt like it became harder and harder to find a good one. And I don't know if that's just becoming, like, yeah. older and becoming a little bit more I, picky.
1: Maybe. I'm right there with you, though. Like, I started, like, I guess, uh, my, I started gravitating towards the Western RPGs at that point. So I was playing and uh, uh, baldur's gate you know stuff like that instead uh diablo which is more of a dungeon crawler roguelike or something but you know that, that's kind of what i gravitated towards because i'll be honest and i you know there's nothing nothing against people who like it um i don't like i'm not a big anime fan um mm-hmm. i like dragon ball z but that's what everybody says like oh i don't like anime but i like dragon yeah, my ball dragon ball z, z shirt sure uh, oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not an anime fan, and it seems like all, all the JRPGs like went way hard anime, and mm-hmm. it was just like you know, Final Fantasy VI was awesome because it was kind of like that. It had that Amano uh, artwork that was real mysterious. It wasn't like it wasn't anime. It was it was mm-hmm. like a mysterious looking artwork, and kind of and like then and then everything went all like hard anime, and like you know, you look at a game like uh, Star Ocean. Yeah. Two. I liked Star but that's kind of like where I like kind of drew the line where things like started just getting too anime for me. Um, Tales of Symphonia, I played through that again recently for the first time. Like I finished it. I had played it first, but like the, the attitudes of the characters and everything were very anime, very Japanese. And I was just like, I, I can't relate to this at all. I don't enjoy it. So,
0: yeah, it's one of those ones, it, it just depends the anime style. Like, something that kind of to me is weird, though, is when I see certain Japanese games, like, I've just noticed this about the last 10 years, when once they started pulling out the anime look, and they started going with like a Western, European, American look, but uh, to me that felt uncanny. Yeah. Like, when I, like, Devil May Cry 5, like, that one to me always yeah. felt, it's like, the game plays awesome, don't get me wrong there, but like, it looks weird, it looks like it's a CW show, like, I feel like it should be up against, yeah. like, the Empire Diaries and Arrow, okay. it's like, yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was sort of odd. Yeah. It's like, it's like make make Dante look more anime. It looks weird. Or even in um, Final or Final Resident Evil Seven, because that game has like this very uh-huh. more realistic graphics. So when Chris comes out at the end, he just looks yeah. weird because he doesn't have the anime look anymore. So it's like, well, that's that's Chris. I, I don't know. It sounds yeah. so strange, but you can get an uncanny feel by going the other direction. Yeah.
1: Yeah think, um, like, uh, Metal Gear, kind of, the Metal Gear Solid series kind of, like, I guess balanced on that line really well between, like, Japanese-type sensibilities and Western sensibilities, and that's why I really like, I mean, I was a, I've always been a really big Metal Gear Solid fan, Um so the Five kind of disappointed me a little bit, but, uh, you know, all in all, like, I still enjoyed the game, um, yeah. but it, it was... It, like 5 took 5 is five's a great example these so, game series that kind of westernized itself and it went very westernized um, even with the actors you know they got rid of just like generic video game actors I love David Hayter I think yeah, he's David the best snake race. but they went with uh, they went with Kiefer Sutherland because it's like oh we've got to westernize this as much as possible and I think it kind of lost something in that and that's what I didn't like about 5, is it didn't have enough of that Japanese quirkiness to it, and the Japanese quirkiness that was left was, like, not the Japanese quirkiness that I enjoy, you know, Mm -hmm. like, the whole um, quiet and dancing in the rain, Uh, whatever.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's that kind of thing, it's like, when I I get a Japanese game, I want to feel like it came from Japan, it's like, it's kind of like a European game, I like it to have a European feel, like, I... I think it's when everybody kind of gets to, like, sort of, like, I call it the sellout place where they're trying to make it go for a completely different audience. Because at the same time, now you're kind of getting to the point where... Yeah, you're you're, kind of getting rid of your original fan base, and now you're going for some other audience that you think you're going to grasp, but who knows, maybe they don't want your game.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And I think with Breath of the Wild, Nintendo did that whole balancing act between Japanese... uh, Japanese... Uh, or, uh, originated game mixed with Western influence very, very well. Um, Breath of the Wild was an amazing game. That was definitely game of the year for me uh, this year. But
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally yeah. agree there. And It's just one of those ones, like, I think that they're kind of getting a little bit better balanced. It looks like there is some more kind of Japanese things coming out, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five is kind of a sad one for the fact that it's probably, like, the most smoothest-playing Metal Gear game. Like, as far as controls go, I think they're pure amazing. But it's just oh, yeah, missing, the, great. It's missing the core element of, like, having the amazing story that every Metal Gear's always had.
1: Yeah, it's just, instead of story, it's just, hey, here's a ton of freaking gameplay. And just yeah. a little bit of story. Just enough to, like, make you disappointed that it's not... You know, not more. It's not gonna have it. Yeah, it's not more. Oh, but if you want more, you can sit here and listen to like three hours worth of tapes, which is audio file. It's like, oh it's- which was freaking uh, just a joke, just a freaking joke. But yeah. Yeah, whatever. I think but, uh, uh, yeah. I think Kojima kind of uh, bit off one more than I could chew in that at that uh, at that point.
0: Yeah, it's one of those weird ones, too, because, you know, it's like, Metal Gear has always been one of those ones. Like, one, two, three, four, pure amazing games. Love every single one of those. And, I, you know, I, I love Metal Gear 1 and 2, and I even love Snake's Revenge, even though I know people consider that kind of like the offshoot, like, mm-hmm. somebody else made game. But I'm like, hey, that game actually has some cool... Yeah. For a regular Nintendo game, it's still pretty cool.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, Snake's Revenge. <laughs> it, it, it had some glaring problems with it. It had a lot of really good ideas. It could have been a really great game, and it was, uh, I guess they just kind of, they had a team that wasn't quite as experienced, handled it. But yeah. they, I mean, they had a lot of great ideas, just didn't, it just wasn't balanced very well. Space yeah, Revenge is not bad, not as bad as people make it out to be.
0: Yeah, that's how I spell, because back in the day when that yeah. game came out originally, I thought it was actually a really cool game. I was like, oh, I wasn't complaining at all, originally.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't even know it was a Metal Gear game until, you know, in the last couple of years, actually. It's like, yeah. I, it's
0: like, oh,
1: I did not know there was a sequel to Metal Gear on the NES. <laughs> and they spoke
0: okay. they, well, cool. for the longest time, too. I actually literally thought it was like, that's what the Metal Gear 2 was, you know, that you could get yeah. in Japan. Like, I just assumed it's like, oh, here's just the, the NES port of it. And it's like, oh, no, that Metal Gear yeah. 2 is a completely oh. different game. Yep. Oh. Have you ever played Metal Gear 2 though?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Played it uh, a couple times. It's really interesting in how much it mirrors Metal Gear Solid. It's almost like Metal Gear Solid in two D form.
0: Yeah, and it's like I just I was so impressed with the way that game kind of played. Oh, yeah. Like once you kind of get into it, it's like man, they had these ideas in and it's I I was like way more impressed with that game because I've probably had it for the longest time, but I never like sat down and seriously played it till mm-hmm. maybe Four or five years ago, or something like yeah. that, and then I kind of realized, like, oh, this is a great, great game. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a very I mean, good first, game.
0: The first one's cool too, but that second one's like where it's all dialed in, and that's where you see here's everything that's Metal Gear coming to life.
1: Yep, yep. And it's, it's too bad that too many people uh, kind of miss out on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's there like on all the collections, but I think oh, it's yeah. just kind it's of. just
1: nobody wants to, I mean, nobody thinks to play it, really. Or it's not very advertised very well that it's there. And so people might even miss out that it's even a part of the collection.
0: That's true, because actually it's not even like the 360 and PS3 one. I don't even know if it's really advertised. It's just like, oh, yeah, if you remember in the special edition of Metal Gear Solid 3, they had one and two, just to let you know. Yep. But, yeah, all kinds of cool stuff there. Well, won't keep you too long. I can't. Sure. But you're you're central time, so it's not too late. It's not like.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been. Again, I gotta get. I've been getting up pretty early recently. It was the yeah, dog. Really loud dog. <laughs> well,
0: then you're like myself. i mostly <laughs> like, I seems like it's like 9 o'clock. I'm like, oh, my God, it's late. You've got time to get the bed yeah. then.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. It's but getting food, that way.
0: It was fun having you on the show, yeah. talking all kinds of retro game stuff. I just... I always enjoy talking to it. It's like one of those ones, as I said, like if I don't get to play games, if I can just talk video games, that almost satisfies me just as much.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Same here. Same here.
0: But yeah, but um, you want to give some shout outs to where they can find you at?
1: Yeah. Uh, if you want to look up Brazel the gamer on Google, just go to Google, type in my name, B-R-A-S-E-L the gamer. Uh, you're going to find pretty much everything anywhere you can get to me. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube is the big one. My website, com. It's all there. Uh, Just do a Google search for me and you will find me.
0: Perfect. But yeah, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, comics, music, more, all that fun stuff that we got there. Until then, um, I'll talk to you in a bit, Brazzle. See you on Twitter. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.